0: Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. I'm Jared Stansberry. We're going to jump right into it here. We're joined by Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. He's a TCU beat writer for the Telegram down there, Star Telegram down there in Fort Worth. Drew, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, Jared. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, I think that everybody up here is obviously really excited for this game. Uh, on Saturday, down in down in Fort Worth, between the Cyclones and the Horned Frogs, considering the uh, sour taste left in everybody's mouth after the the season opening loss to Louisiana for Iowa State, but I can't even imagine how it is for for everybody down there, uh, considering the the Frogs haven't even been able to play a game yet.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, w- without a question, they're they're itching, they're hungry to to get the season started. I mean, Iowa State, ironically enough, is actually the fifth team uh, TCU's kind of plan to open the season against uh, here over the last, you know, four or five weeks. I mean, they went from Cal to UNLV to Tennessee Tech uh, to SMU and now to Iowa State. So uh, there's no question they're, they're ready to go. They're I'm sure they're sick of hitting each other at practice and going against each other at practice. So um, j- just the fact of them being able to face another team and, and another opponent, uh, I, I'm sure they'll be fired up just like Iowa State will be fired up to, uh, you know, kind of get back on track after that disappointing opener.
1: What kind of is the the vibe in the program right now? Just um, obviously with not being able to play those games. And then um, how has the, the situation with, with COVID um, been here over the last couple of weeks? Uh, have, have things kind of settled down after they got off to a little bit of a rocky start there closer to the, to the beginning of the start of the season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, kind of when, you know, the Pac-12 canceled its season initially, which canceled the Cal opener, and then, you know, we kind of fell through. And, and, uh, of course, SMU, I guess, was the big one because, you know, they're about 10 days out from playing that game uh, before it was canceled. So, there's, I guess, always, you know, some disappointment uh, sets in when when you find out, oh, man, we're going to have to wait another week or another week. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, I think TCU up until that SMU game, you know, that they handled, or, you know, they don't make anything public, but, you know, just from talking to folks in the program, I mean, they felt pretty good about the the tests and the plans and, and the different things they were doing. Um, they, they had that spike right before SMU, um, so they had to deal with it, handle it, and... and you know it kind of set them back ten days. I'd say you know a, a lot of key guys were out, but it's kind of since then they've been back to normal and and I guess the blessing in disguise for t c u is it's kind of allowed them to you know maybe slow down and and kind of implement different parts of their game plan or the offense or the defense. Uh, at a slower pace where, you know, and and Gary Patterson said, they're not having as many of your typical football injuries, whether it's hamstrings or uh, things of that nature. Um, It's been mostly, you know, COVID related or um, they battled the stomach flu. So overall they've handled it pretty well. And and I think, you know, I said there was disappointment when SMU is canceled, but uh, at the same time, I guess that flips fairly quickly. Uh, once you know you got another opponent like Iowa State coming up.
1: So earlier this week, Coach Patterson announced uh, Matthew Downing would be the the starting quarterback for the Frogs on Saturday. But uh, someone I know that everybody up here is obviously pretty interested in is is Max Duggan, uh, who's a, a Council Bluffs native uh, from up here in the state of Iowa. Um, what what kind of has been the the situation with him? Because there was. I don't know if that was six weeks ago or, or how long that was that it came out that he had the um, congenital heart issue that uh, was going to hold him out indefinitely. and then I was surprised to hear Coach Patterson on Monday uh, say that he'd been back at practice and would be a- be available on Saturday. So can you kind of walk us through what the situation is with Max and um, how do you see that quarterback position shaking out uh, on Saturday?
2: Yeah, so you know Max was diagnosed with that heart condition uh last month i want to say you know early to mid-august uh I, I could be a few days off there but just kind of in that range and you know at the time you know the with the covid test and and things like that they you know these schools are doing more enhanced tests where they're looking for myocarditis and things of that nature some of these secondary things and it wasn't covid related but you know kind of through those advanced testing stages they they found something that max had been dealing with uh since birth or or what they believe would have been since birth so um you know they had to get that taken care of and it's one of those things where you know it wasn't they didn't want to put a timeline on it because it's not like you know coming back from a sprained ankle where you know hey this should be healed in two weeks or or whatever so they you know they were kind of cautious with their timeline because obviously they weren't going to rush him back. They weren't going to try and, you know, put a target date out there, but um, you know, the, the procedure he had went well, rehab's gone well and he's been able to get back to practice. It's obviously something they're going to monitor and going to have to monitor throughout the season. Uh, But with that being said, you know, the doctors have given him the green light to play in a game Uh, and we'll see how much action, he gets on Saturday because uh, TCU does like Matthew Downing and he's the guy who's kind of um, gotten the majority of reps throughout fall camp. So um, I think they're kind of going to default to him and see how the offense is going and, and just, you know, kind of like I said, they don't want to rush Max back uh, even though he is good to go to play uh, if they would need him.
1: I think the thing that uh, the other thing that jumps out to me about this TCU offense, when you, you look at it on paper uh, it's just the, I mean, the number of of contributors maybe that they lost from from last season. Uh, I know that that running back room is, is awfully young. Uh, you bring back a guy in Tay Barber who who was pretty productive a season ago. But what can you tell me about the the skill position players for TCU and who are some guys that uh, you think Iowa State fans should maybe keep an eye on on Saturday against the Cyclones?
2: Yeah, I mean TCU kind of like you said they've lost <laughs> a lot of their, uh, I guess you know, names that opposing fans would have known in, in Darius Davis and Shea Wanalua, the two running backs, and Jalen Rager, the wide receiver, who's a first-round pick by the Eagles. Um, but they do feel like they've got some potential there. It's just unproven. Um, you know, they haven't done it at this level, and starting with the running backs, uh, right now the, the number one guy is a kid named Amari DiMercato. Mercado. He's a uh, junior. He's been around the program for a while. Um, so he's, I guess, slated to start. But they do have some really promising younger guys. A kid named Darwin Barlow, who's from Newton, Texas, uh, which is a small powerhouse high school program here in Texas. Um, he's put on some weight. I've been told he's been looking pretty good throughout camp. But the ha- the big name for the running backs, and he's listed as third string right now, but uh, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, he, he's probably going to see the field plenty and, and get plenty of carries. Kid named Zach Evans out of the Houston area. He was a five-star prospect, um, and, and TCU, you know, obviously got him late. He he, he kind of had a, a weird recruiting um, t- type uh, or a weird path to, to land at TCU, but he he's with the frogs, and obviously he's a five-star player for a reason. Um, so, he he's a very dynamic guy. And then wide receiver-wise, you mentioned Tay Barber, and he's the leading returning receiver. So, they expect good things out of him. Uh, they got J.D. Spielman, a transfer from Nebraska, who's, you know, had three straight 800-yard seasons with the Cornuskers. So, he's kind of a dependable option, you would think, uh, coming here. And then, you know, again, they've got some highly touted freshmen a kid named Quentin Johnston from Tex or sorry from Temple he was committed to Texas originally flipped to TCU he has a pretty high ceiling and, and they are, have high hopes for him so he's a, he's a guy to watch and and they've got some other uh, uh you know younger guys too a guy like Savion Williams or um <laughs> you know players like that that you know they're hoping to step up but again when you look at TCU's skill positions not a lot of household names, not a lot of familiar names to probably opposing fan bases, but uh, guys that TCU feels good about and, and you know, they just got to prove it on the field now.
1: Quickly want to touch on the offensive line too before we flip it over to the, uh, to the defense. Uh, I think from what I could gather from looking at the depth chart, the guys that are slated to be that top five, maybe there's a handful of starts here and there, but that's a pretty new group for the most part, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, no, no, Jared, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, talk about turnover. I mean, no position group at TCU had more turnover than the offensive line, and the five guys who are going to be starting uh, are pretty much all new or, or did not start at the position they're going to start. So that's a big question mark, and, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how this offensive line can hold up. Uh, They lost their top three tackles and their best interior lineman from last season. So a lot of unproven guys, the guy, Coy McMillan started at center every game last year. He was beat out this year in fall camp by a kid named Esteban Avila. So he's the starting center. So there's really no continuity from 2019 to the 2020 line uh, with a lot of new faces. But once again, kind of like the running backs and receivers, PC does feel good about their potential and, and feel, you know, like they've got some talent there. It's just a matter of going to show it on the field now. We're talking to Drew
1: Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. All right, flipping it over to the defense. Um, there's a, a few names that I think that most people who follow the Big 12 will, will obviously know that really jump off the page to you. Uh, the first one is, is Garrett Walla, who led the – uh, led the Big 12 in tackles a season ago. Do, uh, do they expect him to to come back and and be just as productive or even better in, as a senior this year?
2: Oh, absolutely. And and you know he he's a kid who's motivated. He could be a top hundred guy on on some NFL draft board. So he is uh, you know kind of the the guy who runs the defense. Um, you know he, he has great range. He, he can cover a lot of space, a lot of field. Um, you know, he, he's solid against the run. He can drop into coverage. So, um, he, he's definitely got a, a pro-type um, potential. Uh, but he clearly wants to finish his college career off strong. And, you know, he led the Big 12 in tackles last season with 125. And uh, although it's a shortened season, I would assume, you know, if you take that average, whatever that ends up being, for however many games, you know, I think he's going to be close to double-digit tackles uh, with however many games TCU plays this year.
1: And the Frogs are obviously in a pretty similar position than uh, at the safety positions where you bring back uh, Trevon Morig, I think I, I said that right. And then uh, our Darius yes. Washington, who are, are two of the highest graded safeties in the country last year on pro football focus. Uh, is, is that group probably going to be the, the strength of this TCU defense you would think?
2: Yeah. I mean, they certainly have the talent and, and the secondary, like you said, with, mayor got free safety our Darius Washington plays uh, weak safety uh TCU runs a 425 so they they usually have five defensive backs out there um and then strong safety with Kendrick Van Zandt, won the job in fall camp and you know he might be the best athlete I've been told on TCU so uh, clearly uh, they've got a lot of talent in the secondary um I guess the question marks are cornerbacks with with you know, two, two new guys starting, but, uh, Trey Merrick top ranked safety, uh, in, in the 2020 class, um, but by, by a few NFL draft analysts. So he's, he's a big time player Our Darius Washington. He's undersized, but he makes plays, you know, if he was a couple inches taller, um, he, I think he'd have a lot more national buzz than, than he does, but he's just a little undersized, but you know he's he's been able to make plays, get his hand on the ball, uh, led the team in interceptions last year. So so he is definitely a game-changing player back there.
1: So I guess I mean just from someone who's an outsider, when you look at this uh, at this TCU team and just the sheer amount of guys that they that they have to replace, what is the expectation? I guess, not necessarily in the program, but maybe in the fan base, or have you gotten a pretty good pulse of what the the hope is for TCU this season?
2: Well, they've had two fairly disappointing seasons. Uh, They they missed a bowl game last year. Went five and seven. They were one and six in one-score games. Uh, So they don't feel they're too far off from having a pretty good year. Uh, So obviously they were competitive. (laughs) One of the games they weren't competitive in was the Iowa State game, the Cyclones. Uh, won that game fairly handedly last year up in Ames. So, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, they feel like they've made some minor changes, especially on the offensive staff. They Doug Meacham was going to call plays this year. He was the play caller in 2014-15 uh, when they went, I believe, 22 or 23-3, and three, uh, won a Peach Bowl in that sh- stretch. Uh, so they feel like the offense has a chance to really uh, take it to the next level this year. And, and I would say – you know, TCU is the stereotypical sleeper, dark horse, whatever label you want to call them. Um, I, I think they're going to, you know, be able to hang with the top teams, the Texases and Oklahoma uh, in the conference and, and possibly pull off an upset or two uh, and be right there at the mix come the end of the year.
1: All right, the last thing that I, I have to ask you about, and I think I'd be remiss if I if I didn't, uh, Gary Patterson's musical talents ha- are it might be one of the great storylines of college football so far in in twenty twenty. What is wh- what do you think of those songs and uh, and and what's the buzz been about uh, Coach Patterson's uh, country music career?
2: Well, I, you, you know, I, I, his, his style is a little bit better than I think. You know. You see some of these athletes kind of flame out, you know, Cole Beasley or Shaq, you know, kinda of try to get in the music business uh and, and they don't last too long. But Gary's been a lifelong fan. Uh and, and you know, he's played a lot of guitar and and sung around town that, you know, people have seen, but uh he finally became a official recording artist and you know, of course down here the reception and, and the reaction has been positive and I think you know, throughout the conference, he he released a song called "Game On" a couple of weeks ago, just before the Big 12 season started. For a lot of these programs, and you know, I even saw some Baylor fans uh, saying, "Hey, that's a good song. Uh, got them pumped up, ready for the season." So, you know, it, it has been interesting to see, and and uh, you know, I, I knew he had some musical talent, but I didn't know. Uh, you know, I, I was gonna be covering a recording artist as well as a football coach.
1: Yeah, it's funny my my boss is a big country music guy and I think that he's had his uh had Take a Step Back was I think is his other one. I think he's had that one on repeat yeah. uh this entire week since he found out that song existed. So that was it was pretty funny to to see that um come up. But all right, Drew, thank you for uh taking some time to to talk to me here and, and appear on the program. I, I really appreciate it.
2: All right, anytime, Jared, thanks for having me on.
1: Yep, sounds good. That was Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. We're going to throw it over to Chris Williams, Tim Mullen, and Brent Bloom to make their picks when we come back on Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 FM.
0: Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of one we do and then we return we like to do the same to them that's why anytime i need any electronics anything like that i call my friend tim mullen at nebraska furniture martin clive not only do i get the best service in town but they're psycho fanatic supporters big time give our friends at nebraska furniture martin clive a call today and tell them psycho and fanatic sent you
3: look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands carl chevrolet All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I 35, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock.
0: Your dealer for life. Carl Chevlet number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa,
4: 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at ForeverTrueISU.com.
1: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Rowe. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones.
0: Cyclone Fanatics, the job world, is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com.
5: It's not whether you
1: win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you
5: have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you
0: by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for... Well, basically, since I moved up here, so we're pushing a decade now, Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy, but I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff, and you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls, I want to be able to walk them down the aisle, I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday, be a man, go to the doctor, iowaclinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way.
4: This pony needs a new home wild rose casino and resort jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our vips earn entries now for your shot at a new ford mustang fastback but this ride can only go home with select club wild members check your status today when you play at wild rose casino and resort jefferson you'd rather be here must be 21 or older if you or someone you know needs gambling treatment call 1-800 beds off
0: What's going on? Welcome to the most fun segment of the One Fanatic Radio Show. I'm kidding, Stansbury. Calm down. Uh, Regardless, though, we are um, here with Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. You know what that means. It's game on. on.
4: Tim's a musician, too. I love these Gary Patterson songs.
6: Come on. Game Game on. on.
0: What do you think,
5: Tim? You're a musician. Yeah, actually, when I first heard it, it's uh, it's catchy. Uh, it's a bit cheese-factor at about nine, but it's catchy. Uh, and then I realized which Gary Patterson you were talking about, and I I just, you know, what's he doing, coaching or playing rockabilly? What's he up to? <laughs> what would you call this type of music?
0: This is country music. Is it yeah, country? I would call it country. No, this one's really, this is, this is his hit. He's actually, like, tweeting out lyrics and stuff as, like, messages to the fan base these days. It's
6: fascinating.
0: Man,
4: I think I could write for him. I asked Campbell about it at
0: his press conference yesterday. I don't think Matt was amused. I was like, what the hell are you doing in your free time, Matt? Gary Patterson is creating music videos. Yeah. That are really
5: good. To the, does Matt uh, play guitar, or singer? Right? No, he doesn't do anything. He just want to know football. why?
4: Because he's a football coach. That's
0: all he does is watch. What
5: he football.
4: watches like one Netflix show in the
0: off
5: season. Yeah, like
4: so there's
0: one show. Recruiting time, generally when they're flying all around the country, Matt will yeah. like binge watch something. Yeah, like go Kai. He was obsessed with House of Cards there for a while. Yeah, I got to. I got him that. to watch. <laughs> so we haven't done a podcast since, but I I convinced him and his wife to watch Tiger King. Yeah. This was during the pandemic. Yeah. And I was like, Matt, you have to watch it because it's like, there's all these like social dynamics. You'll find it fascinating. Yeah. And he wrote me back and he goes, it was like, I don't know, a week later. And he was essentially kind of pissed off that he had taken that much time. <laughs> that you would waste. <laughs> what have you done to me? Yeah. But he's like, I needed to see it because everybody's talking oh, it's about it. a social phenomenon. Yeah. But I yeah. was like, what else are you going to do? You're not flying around the country like normal. Watch the Tiger King. That's, yeah.
4: So I get to drive by the Tiger King Zoo on Friday. Are you going to stop? I don't know. We probably should. It's closed, isn't it? It's closed, though, yeah. yeah. It's well, now owned it, by Carol Basket. You, you know way. Jeff Cage is a good personal friend of mine. And Ross. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, Jeff yeah, Low, to flow lao. yeah. Low. yeah. Um, I think you will at least have to take a photo. Yeah.
0: Oh, you have to
4: because it's all of you guys. Know on the like way. Masks. To, it's it's on the way to Fort Worth. You have
0: to. I think we have to. All right. Um, I'll let you know. But I tell you what, the Tiger King would have looked sweet on one of those new Furniture Mart um, TVs. Yeah, you're the king. Of segues,
5: thank you. <laughs> the king of segues, thank
0: you. What do we have going on at Nebraska Furniture Mart, Tim?
5: <laughs> all right, we got a lot of good things going. It's, uh, you know, it's gift all ready time. Twenty uh, four month financing on purchases four ninety nine and over. Uh, Stain Master Fall Event going for the next few weeks. Get up to seven freeze on Stain Master Carpet. Mm. Uh, LG Samsung offers, always good. Uh, it's Samsung Month. Mm. You can enter to win where Samsung uh, Frame TV giveaway each week. Uh, so that Not you know, bad. that's cool. Throw that up on the old TV here for football season. And uh, Samsung's total home event, uh, the 20th of September through October 3rd. Eligible Samsung product get 25% off a second one. Uh, depending on the category, details of the store. Wow. So. A
0: lot of good stuff going on. Boy, well, the stuff. Samsung, you know, that's that's the brand now. When did uh, they ever take Sony? I felt like Sony was like the it brand. I've got both. I have both. I'm very happy with both. But, yeah. I, I am too. I, I From do a too. TV
5: perspective, but I like mean,
0: Samsung kind of took over at one point, right? Yeah, LG,
5: Samsung, and Sony are by far the three most dominant uh, TV What's brands. What's the highest seller like at your guys' store? Samsung. Sam- I figured. Yeah, by far yeah yeah do they just have more models too though yeah and i think they've done a great job of getting their name recognition out there i mean they're very very in the mainstream i mean their name is everywhere so does lg i mean they do a great business too and sony does life's good yeah life's good at lg and uh sony's been around since uh back in the day yeah so they're all good but uh you know come out and see what you want see what you need your setup to be get a home theater set up as well and get ready for football season
0: all right um Picks wise, what do we got going on? How do we how did we all fare last week? And I am excited. This is like the first real week of college football. It seems like as far as like a entire scope of games. Yeah, so uh last week, uh, you know, from the
5: uh outhouse to the penthouse went bloom. That's right. Going one and four to four and one. Uh, you went uh, three and two after going, or excuse me, two and three after going three and two. So you two are both five and five. That's right. Average. I went ahead and went zero for five last Ooh, week. Oh, that's, yeah. man,
0: that's hard to do. Donut
5: hole. It's actually uh, really difficult to. <laughs> you'd, you'd have better luck just blindly picking games. It, it, the funny thing is, is that's what made me feel good about this week because last week really was. I mean, I was just picking for the fun of it because I didn't have a clue where this week they're.
0: Man, More substantial I, decisions. So in, I'm in third at three and seven. In your defense, yeah. it's been super hard this yeah. year. Yeah, Whew, yeah it It's has. been really hard to re... I, 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 last week was, in my like real game, one of the worst weeks I've ever had. I think I got two games right the entire day on it's Saturday. It's
4: nice of you to admit that. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was really,
0: really, really... Thank God Miami saved me at the end of the night on Saturday. Yeah. So I ended up breaking about even because I did the old chaser. <laughs> Which is not recommended. <laughs> not recommended that at all. That is, uh, do not do that. <laughs> Especially
4: late at night. Yeah, if
0: you guys are listening and you've well, had a few beers, do not do it's that. The Hawaii's, okay? It's
4: the Hawaii special. That's yes, <laughs> right. You can still bet there.
0: Well, it's the same reason why, like, um, Monday night football is so heavily bet every week, too. One, is yeah. standalone, but everybody's trying yeah, to Make, make up. up for Sunday, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What do we got that. this week? We, I'm excited. Fun group of games.
5: Okay. Uh, we're going to – a couple top 25 matchups, then we'll get into some big 12 uh, games going on this weekend. But let's start out with a couple teams. One up last week and and, and one has two in a row they've won. But number 24, Louisville at Pitt. Mm. I mean, the real you-can-sink-your-teeth-into-it type game with Pitt being a three-point favorite mm. at home. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first here, and I will stay with Pitt 2-0, have a sense about themselves. Uh, at home, Louisville coming off a loss, though close, but trying to figure it out. So I'll take Narduzzi in the
0: yeah. pit. I'm going com- to completely agree with you in that one. And I am um, I don't have anything else to say, but Pitt has, when they've got those sweet, like bright blue with the older gold uniforms, some yeah. of the great uniforms in all of college football right there with the green wave from Tulane. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, because of the uniforms and everything Tim said, I'll take Pitt as well.
4: This is a th- – everybody wants you to take Pitt here. Oh, this is a trap game. Yep. Trap game. Total trap game. You got team that just got beat on national television. You got a ranked team at home. What Still about the fans, uniforms? Uniforms I can't comment on. Uh, actually, a really good quarterback battle. Cunningham for Louisville. Pickett. I think it's Pickett for Pitts. really nice quarterback. I just like Louisville's weapons more. I think this is a very competitive game, but I will take my points in the Cardinals. All right. Outstanding. There we go. go. Getting
0: a game on Bloom there.
4: Guys, the SEC is
5: back. It is. SEC is back. Uh, Some real cream puff games in the first week, but we got a tasty one here with number 22, Kentucky, uh, heading to Auburn, number eight, Auburn. Auburn favored by seven and a half with the hook on the
4: touchdown. What say you, Bloom? Kentucky's got to replace. Definitely the quarterback situation. I think Auburn has a potential to be really really good. The, the the extra half point scares me as it always does, but I just think Auburn's significantly better. I'll take the Tigers.
0: Go do you want me to go? Yeah, buddy. I I don't know anything about either one of these two teams. Love it. Um so I'm going to take the points, yeah, because I feel like that's been a better move, yeah, in the first couple weeks with these teams. I that, do like that theory. That have not played um, especially Gus Malzahn, offense is based on timing a lot. Yeah, we've seen a lot of those types. Look at Oklahoma State last week, although their quarterback went out, so it's hard to telling. Uh, we saw it with Notre Dame, we saw it with Iowa State. You look at these good quarterbacks, and I'm give me the points it, because it's about because it's get the hook. I will take Kentucky blindly. I have no idea. Do not bet on this game.
5: Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> as you surprise. said on the first game, uh, what you said for me. <laughs> if it had been six and a half, I'd have probably taken Auburn. I, I think I would have too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven and a half. Give me the extra point on the road. Nobody know what they're Kentucky's doing. Kentucky's ranked, though?
0: 22. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. But, well, but that's not counting.
4: That's true. That's the, not counting the, teams, the Pack 12 the teams the- that are... Not quite I mean, participated. Like, Louisiana is ranked like nineteenth. When do we count the teams that are, are next not? Next week. Next week they back in the polls. That's what I believe. <laughs> yeah. It and is. And then what so do you do? Confusing. If you're a pollster, you take the teams that are like. Where always, does Ohio it's State? I the test. Up? They say. It's I the always said test. that I
0: never wanted to have what a, a, mess. a vote. I would. This is the year I would want to vote. Yeah. You could just rankle so many feathers. You, <laughs> you, just, you just get people all fired up. Maybe be. we should start doing our own poll. Should we do one? Yeah. We should. Yeah. We're Every Monday we put it out.
4: We Blantly. can't lie. We get a lot of tweets. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. Deal.
5: Okay. Third game, gentlemen. Big Ten's uh, not in
4: for me. template
5: K-State. <laughs> K-State at Oklahoma, number three Oklahoma, favored by 27 and a half.
0: Uh, I have a passionate. Uh, this That's way too many points. Kansas State, uh, we learned... Had a bunch of guys out with COVID stuff, and they're still dealing with it though. I know. Um, this is this first time that this kid quarterback is going to see a real team. Um, I just, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma handily wins the game. But mm-hmm. Kleiman's a really good coach. I don't. I know they're replacing a lot, but I, I have too much faith in him. I, I will take the points here. Yeah, and it, and, I, and I, if it got over twenty eight, which I would assume it might. I would really consider betting this one.
4: I'll I'll go with you as well here. I it scares me. I think Oklahoma has the potential to be head and shoulders above everybody else in the conference. Even Texas. Yeah. I really like Texas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, maybe head and shoulders is the wrong term, but in case it's got major COVID issues, like we, they might have a position group totally decimated, and that's either one of the lines. Which scares scares I me a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
4: I you you don't touch this until you know what the situation is for K State. That said, twenty seven and a half for a slower tempo team in K State is a lot. I think they just squeak under that. So I'll take K State. Okay. Uh, give me
5: Oklahoma in a boat race over K State. Wow, that could very well happen. Twenty eight plus. Tim so says I'll take well. all of your
0: thoughts yeah. and yeah, put, and just up, put up my them. middle finger and go flush them you guys just boomer sooner
5: boomer sooner
0: uh fourth game it gentlemen just, what a deal though like how long have we been doing this where so we make picks on Thursdays and now we're like well i mean who's being affected by the worldwide pandemic yeah, exactly <laughs> like it it really is stupid what we're trying to do yeah. here everything we thought <laughs> it would be it. 5
5: years ago if, when we started yeah
0: if you think about what we're doing it's yeah. really quite dumb because we don't know who's playing yeah well, that we week, have no, we don't even know if these games are going to happen. Who'd K State play week one?
5: Uh,
4: Arkansas State.
0: Now, yeah,
5: and they almost lost or did lose? they? Did lose? They yeah. did lose.
0: But you know, in that one, in their defense, Arkansas that, Arkansas State had already played, which is a huge advantage yeah. this year. Yeah, we think. I <laughs> it seems to be
5: fourth yeah. game number eight. Texas, eighteen point favorite at Texas Tech. This is
0: my play of the week. Horns lay it on them. Tom Tom Herman is he's being very ornery during this pandemic. Yeah, Herman, you know he's Mensa, right? He's he's not afraid to share that. Certified genius. Oh yeah, Herman. I I try. This how I always explain. Everybody has a kid in their class who's really smart, like you know, lower to mid thirties on their ACT. Like they have no business being in class with us idiots, right? and they get way too bored, so then they act up. Yeah. That's just Herman all the time. Now you've locked him in a room since March. Yeah. He, he's going to be super ornery. He doesn't like Texas Tech. Uh, those Texas Tech guys are always looking over to Austin, trying to take their jobs. They the, the Longhorns absolutely pound Texas Tech. Name your score in this one. Wow. Bloom, what do you think? 18 and a half? 18.
3: Hmm.
4: They always play way too competitive games at Texas Tech. Always. Like, it is always within. But that's Tech. usually in, like, November. I understand that. Tech has not. They almost lost to an They almost SCS3. lost to Houston Baptist, right? Was it Houston Baptist? I think it was Houston Baptist. Yeah, I mean, it was Houston something. I will I will go with Williams, <laughs> and I'm going to regret it. Yeah, but that just. I you're had, right. If, if Texas is as good as everybody thinks they could be, this should be 21 points. They'll, they'll drop 50 on Tech.
0: And then... If there are fans in Lubbock. Then Matt, like, completely full? No, no. But then Matt Wells will have to... Take a step back. Take a look at your playbook. Why did Herman beat us so
4: bad? You got your two boys going against you there. I Herman, know. Herman two, and uh, the Wells brothers.
0: Two great friends of Cyclone Fanatic. Going at it tonight or on on Saturday? And that's it. This it's a good weekend. I like this. Right, it's yeah. a sexy
4: game. I yeah. I'm, right.
0: I'm super excited about this. Tim, your thoughts? Uh,
5: give me the points. I already wrote it down. I wrote it down before you guys. Said anything it's right there? Okay. I just. I, I mean, I I know you got a passion here for uh, Texas and Herman and.
0: Well, actually, I'm I'm way closer to the Wells brothers. Everybody thinks that Tom Herman's like my. It's it's really it's just I I know him pretty well as far as how his mental capacity works, and I think early on he's going to want to be. Yeah, but they
4: always let he's down at some point.
0: I know they and they will. Yeah, and they will. I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's this This week. No, what he did to UTEP was completely unacceptable. (laughs) That was. uh, I mean, they, you know, like last week at halftime, we were talking about the Clemson Citadel game. And in, in how Dabo showed the great respect towards the military institution. What Tom Herman did to UTEP was illegal in 48 states. Yeah, Not in Texas. Not yeah. in Texas. Run it up. Run it up every He's time. He's being ornery, I'm telling you. Fifth game of the week, gentlemen,
5: West Virginia at number 15, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State favored by seven and a
0: half. <sighs> I'll go. Go for it. Oklahoma State. Wow. <laughs> See, I'll go the opposite. I'm going to take the points here. Yep, I think Oklahoma State wins, but I think it's a little closer than that. Yeah, I'm good at seven and a
5: half. If it had gone uh, ten or over, I may have done that. What's San- but, what's the Sanders situation? Um,
0: he's questionable, but Mike Gundy said he thinks he'll have him, but who knows? And <sighs> <I> just <sighs> run all over him. Well, why? Why are we even asking coaches about injuries anymore? That's, yeah, like it, you- it's gotten out of control. I'll tell you, armed. Chris.
5: I'll tell you exactly what's going on with my player. That ain't happening.
0: That, they're holding it, they're Campbell's the worst. Campbell's one of the worst in all of college
4: football. You could basically take what Campbell says and just throw I, it out the window. I, I did not like what I saw Sanders or no Sanders out of that offensive line for Oklahoma State. They couldn't get anything going for Hubbard against Tulsa. I think West Virginia's got some guys. I'm not great guys, they're just some guys. I'll take the points. Okay.
5: I'm either really back in it this next week, or I am like three weeks out away from you guys. Yeah, Bloom and I are green We, lot. we are, yeah. Yeah, you guys are together a lot. Okay, gentlemen, the uh, last game of the picks here. Uh, Iowa State travels down to TCU as a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Uh, I, I'll go first if you don't okay. mind. Yeah, go for it. I'm, I hope I steal your thunder here. This is actually – I'm going with what Bloom said last week that they could lose that game that they did and then they will come back and wreck this next game. And I think that'll happen. I think they'll look at what they did, what they could have done better. They got one game in, they're going to figure it out. And they had no business being in that game that close with uh, Louisville. And they
0: come back and make amends here at TCU. I agree. Um, I think that it's a fairly low scoring game. I, th- that's really what it comes down to for me. I think TCU is going to have a lot of trouble scoring. Yeah, against Iowa State with their quarterback situation, and you know Stansbury wrote a pretty good column earlier in the week for us. Like, it's super hard to know what TCU's got, yeah. right now because they just you know they've been so secretive with players and COVID and all that stuff. So I know what Iowa State has. I know they're a lot better than that showing two weeks ago, and I think that they learned from it and. You know, really, the key for Iowa State, if they're going to score, they've got to get um, Downing and Hudson back. Yeah, Kohler, Kohler. will be really yeah. awesome. That if that's the case, I think Iowa State wins. If they're down like two of those three, then I think it gets a little bit dicey. But I'm going to assume what, a couple of them are back, and I'll take the Cyclones. ones. I, 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 this is a 24 to 10, right? 21, 13. Like I don't think it's a this, get
5: right game. It's yeah. a we got that out of the way. We weren't, you know, we got some kinks worked out. Now let's move on.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I mean, you got to keep an eye on the injury situation for sure because that dictates a lot. But I think Iowa State can control them on Iowa State's defensive end and Iowa State played a game, which I think is big. So I'll agree. Yeah. So we're all taking the clones. Take a step
6: back. Everybody stop your
0: Take a step back. It's not bad. Take a step back. And then, so I tweeted about this, and then he started following me on Twitter, like, 10 minutes later. Yeah. There's no way he controls us on Twitter, though, right? I mean, I don't know, but if he does, that tells me not only is he spending way too much time on music, but, like, he's like, oh, this hack from Des Moines mentioned that he liked my music, and now I'm going to follow him on Twitter. He cares way too much. Yeah.
1: Man.
0: Get on over to Nebraska Furniture Mart Clive. Yeah. Get yourself a... Check it out. TV, I did a... Uh, Samsung month. Did a Hello TV, a Hello it's Iowa Amazon segment. It was on TV this week. Yeah.
5: Yeah. They put your ugly mug on television. They asked for it, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Two. Did you put on a show? I did. Had an interview with Megan Ruther. It was a lot of fun. Check it out. A lot of update about our store. Chris,
4: we call that the... Uh Cycling fanatic cakes and no bump. Oh, yeah, not here on TV. You're not just with the little people anymore. They called
5: and said, are you the guy that does that stuff with Chris and Bloom? I said, yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. That's what I did. Yeah, check it out on uh, Hello Iowa on Channel 15. He's Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart Clive. Let's all go out and make some money this weekend on a gambling front. (laughs) Kidding, don't use these picks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to us. All right, Jared Stansborough will be back with more after this here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We'll let Coach Patterson take us out.
6: Take a step back.
4: Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive, and always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
3: Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock.
0: Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet.
4: This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com.
0: Cyclone Fanatics, the job world, is a competitive place, and at all times, you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview wedding or just your everyday wardrobe when you stop into mr b clothing be sure to tell them thank you for supporting cyclone Fanatic.com.
4: this pony needs a new home Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Hey,
0: Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled Barns That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world and... And don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall from everyone at Cyclone fanatic. I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great
1: pork producers. The Cyclone fanatic podcast network is now fueled by the Mississippi river distilling company. It is located in the Iowa and owned by cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time. How can they help out at Cyclone fanatic? Well, Here's a way you can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Got this third segment here to wrap up this week's program and we are joined now by Cyclone Fanatic senior writer Rob Gray. What's up my brother?
6: Hey, my man. Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, counting down the days to Iowa State's first football game, of the Big 12 season, and the first one uh, with uh, a decent chunk of fans.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, what What is their f- fan protocol? Is it, is it like 25%? I guess I haven't even – Paid attention. I, I've been about I didn't know that they it.
6: were allowing a certain percentage. Unfortunately, okay. I don't have a, a a full number, but there will be some people. You know, presumably at least several thousand people in there uh, rooting on their horned frogs.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we could even start there. Here now, the announcement today from Iowa State that uh, there will be approximately fifteen thousand people allowed into the stadium for next Saturday's game against the Oklahoma Sooners, and depending how. Saturday's game goes, that could either be a a primetime game on ABC or be the the noon kickoff, well, I guess 11 a.m. kickoff our time, but uh, on Fox. And uh, I think that when you're going to have a national television audience like what it obviously they're going to have, regardless of which one of those you end up on, being able to have some fans in the stands, I think is a a major positive for Iowa state. And I don't think that this was a decision that surprised me or, uh, I I doubt it surprised you either considering the things that we have been hearing over the last week or so.
6: Yeah. I mean, things, uh, improving, uh, now long way to go with this, uh, COVID-19 deal. But, um, the fact that, you know, they, they feel that they can do that. I know one person who's extremely excited among many, that's my mother-in-law, a big CF supporter and, uh, loves coming to the games. Uh, she texted me earlier, just all caps. Uh, yay. They're going to allow fans, obviously select bunch for, mm-hmm. for, for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, he, he, like you said, on either one of those platforms, um, it's going to be a great show. You just hope they're one to know in the conference coming in, not, not, not 0 and one, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, de- it, is, it was strange. You know, we, we, we didn't talk about it much after the game because the result was so alarming the season opener against Louisiana, but it was pretty surreal just knowing that there were, you know, family and, and, and select friends of players at games and just not hearing much, you know, it, it'll be different obviously than 60,000, but uh, nice to hear some of those voices raised uh, against Sooners.
1: Absolutely, and that'll obviously be a, a huge game for the Cyclones. But the Cyclones have a big one coming up here on Saturday against TCU. And we talked a lot at the beginning of the hour with Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star Telegram uh, about that TCU team. And man, I mean, it—you know—Drew hammered home a lot of things for me, Rob. That uh, just when you look at this TCU team up and down. I mean, you're going to have a whole bunch of new guys on the offensive line. Almost everybody at the skill positions is going to be new. Uh, the quarterback is obviously going to be new. I mean, I, I feel like this is a game that if you're Iowa State going into it, you probably have to expect the Frogs to really try and run the ball, uh, run the ball often. And I think they're going to you know try and make this into a low-scoring slugfest is kind of the read that I'm getting at this point.
6: Yeah, um obviously uh, TCU remains very talented on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so many unknowns and that again, it's their first game too. Uh you know, with a bunch of new people. I mean, Iowa State had a, a fair amount of new people on the O-line that's a lot of people who played football throughout on their offense. So I think that plays right in the hands of Iowa state's obvious strength after week one. And that's that defense. I mean, we saw Louisiana run the ball extremely well against, yes, it's Georgia state a bowl team, you know, I mean, in their comeback win in their second game. I mean, that that was a dominant rushing attack and the Cyclones held them to three, just over three yards of carry. And most of that was on that final drive when the Cyclones were just gassed and they were, gashing them run after run to to seal the win. Um, I think I look until I see something more from the offense, I think they'll get that slugfest. Um, I just think the Cyclones have more horses and they frankly have a better, better defense, especially with one with a game under its belt. I think it's a, it's a defensive battle. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's something like last season, you know, where the Cyclones are putting up big numbers on the offensive side, but I just think that's going to remain a work in progress and we'll see it steadily improve and and become a pretty good offense as the season progresses. But this one, I I think I put in our predictions like 20 to 14. I I think it's a, I think it's a one possession game, but I, but I'm I'm pretty confident the Cyclones uh, fix some things, particularly the special teams problems to to come out on top in a tough one.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, when you like all week, I've just had a hard time with, with TCU. And this is obviously because they haven't played a game yet. And I mean, I can't even imagine considering how difficult it's been for someone like me who is, you know, I've got my Athlon magazine right here, like reading all through that. And, uh, you know, I, I went through the pick six previews magazine, reading all through that and just the sheer lack of known names that there are for TCU. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to have to game plan for that. And I know that the coaches downplayed it, you know, or at least Matt Campbell downplayed it a little bit uh, the other day. But it just, when you just don't know anything about a lot of these guys, I mean, I, I, I think it would be really hard to uh, even know what to be prepared for. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I
6: think on the flip side, though, they can certainly anticipate scheme. And yeah. they know what they like to do with wide receivers who are often, you know, because TC recruits to a high level, but they're, they're kind of in Iowa state's boat. They're not recruiting the the five stars that Texas and Oklahoma are. And they, so they frequently have those diminutive, but really fast receivers. I assume they have some of those guys they've recruited and they're going to try to use them in the same way. They've used Jalen Rager and so many other guys in the past. Um You know, do do they have a Turpin-like guy at at kick return? I sure hope not. uh, Well, they do have Jenny Spielman,
1: who is a a very good kick returner at Nebraska.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it it is difficult, but I think they can look at general tendencies. I mean, they face Patterson's teams quite a bit, unfortunately, in recent years, at a a fair amount of success. Um, But, yeah, when you don't know the personnel at all, you know, there are going to be some people that surprise. uh, I, I, I think, you know, Presumably, their offensive line recruits are pretty good. At the same time, first game against that defensive front, um, you know, I like the, like the cyclone chances. The uncertainty, which is kind of the name of the game uh, all season, I think, given everything swirling around, is, is definitely, I agree with you, they're a stumbling block. But I like, I like what they have to work with against that offense.
1: Yeah, and I think when, when the game kicks off, what I want to see the most is I I want to see a a comfortable Brock Purdy because I felt like in that first game we just never saw that from him. You know, he never looked like he was in control the way that Brock usually is. Uh, he just didn't look like that same guy who is, uh, you know, kind of I don't even know the best way to put it. Always zeroed in or lasered in. Uh, mm-hmm. and and that's what I'll be looking for right away on their first series on Iowa State's first offensive series is does Brock look like he is, uh and it's hard to judge from one series, obviously, but I'm just, there's just, there was something from immediately where when Brock tried to throw his first pass, he did not look like the same guy that he normally does. And uh, I I hope that we don't see that again, because if that's the case, then I think that this could be a a tough day for the Cyclones. I mean, they need Brock Purdy. He doesn't necessarily have to be at his best. You know, he doesn't need to be fourth quarter against Oklahoma last year. Good, but he has to be typical Brock Purdy. And uh, when, well, the last time we saw them, that's not what he was.
6: Yeah. Hey, no question. I, I, I wonder, you know, as our friend Kirk Collin often says things like momentum aren't real, but if you talk to coaches and players, they feel it, you know, it's not a real entity. I wonder if some of those drops and there were several could have helped him develop a rhythm, you know, if they'd been converted, but you're right. Some of the passes, he just really sailed them or really just missed guys and didn't you're right. There's a, there's a sense about him, the the, the, the confidence, the quiet confidence, the poise, and you didn't see him really panicking in that game. You just didn't, it didn't feel the same. You know what I mean? It's another unquantifiable thing like momentum. And I think he, I, I think he's probably as coach Campbell said, and as he said it, he was very frank about it in, in, the, in the off season when he did the fusing things, he puts a lot of pressure on himself and that can be positive when you frame it the right way. But the, the, you know, these games are always so tight, um, you know, save the, the Notre Dame bowl game. I mean, the, the, it, it it's a lot it, it, that pressure can get to you if you don't mm-hmm. frame it the right way. And I think he's framed it the right way. most of his career. He knows how to do that. And he is uh, a singular talent. And I I think he'll write the ship. Now, again, that's a, that's a tough defense and I think their strengths are mm-hmm. definitely in the defensive backfield and at safety. So those are, it's going to be tough to go deep on them. I think we're going to need to see a lot of good runs from Brees solid. I think we're going to need to see this offensive line improve. Hopefully you have Trevor Downing back in there. Even more, hopefully, you have, you have Rob Hudson back in there, at least on a rotational basis. And uh, they, can, they can ground and pound a little bit, too. But um, I agree. There was something that just didn't quite seem right for, you know, an undeniable superstar quarterback for Iowa State and Brock Purdy. And I indeed hope and, and expect to see a bit more of that uh, usual Purdy on Saturday. All
1: right. We'll have plenty more conversation about that uh, Saturday morning. On the Cyclone Fanatic Tailgate Program, powered by the Iowa Pork Producers, with Jeff Woody uh, and myself, that'll be on the air here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO now 106.3 FM at 9:30 a.m. Of course, you and I will have the Cyclone Fanatic post-game report Saturday afternoon after the game, about two hours post-game. Uh, but I want to turn our attention away from football here real quick, Rob, because I know how big of a Boston Celtics guy you are. Yeah. And, well, and I'm, I'm sure you're feeling pretty uh, pretty down today after the way the game went last night.
6: Well, you know, the man that – hero, man. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't hate him because he's so good. Um, just big shot after big shot. Uh, Gordon Hayward being back was is big. But, look, it, it, not having him for the first two games. I, the, the Celtics win at least one of those. Both of them very tight losses, one in OT. Uh, it's just a shame because I don't see them winning three in a row against that bunch. I mean, the Heat just playing so great since the bubble started. Um, what, two losses, mm-hmm. I think? And But, man, every one of these games has been so tight. And the, the Heat manages to get – they manage to get stops and hit big shots when they need to, and the Celtics just can't. I mean, Jalen Brown tried to, to hold them in there, but um, it, with it was some clutch – shots of his own and, and Tatum came alive in the second half but I, I just unfortunately I think it's going to end in these conference finals for the Celtics but I hope to be pleasantly surprised if they can pull off three in a row against Miami that'd be incredible
1: yeah they're gonna to have to pull off a, a Denver Nuggets type yeah. comeback. And in and uh, on the on the subject of the Nuggets obviously they're about to tip off here in just a little bit more than an hour uh, in Game Four of the Western Conference Finals, and man, it has been so cool to see our boy Monte Morris out there playing really well—a career high 14 points, or a playoff career high 14 points—in uh, their Game Three win on Tuesday night. Uh, I, I'm sure that you're taking just as much joy in seeing Monte out there having the success that he is as I am uh, here over the the last several weeks. And I think that he's a guy who's made himself a whole lot of money while he's been down there in Orlando absolutely and and
6: the confidence he always i mean i remember when he came in this thin wiry those silky smooth point guard that what set the assist to turnover ratio record as a freshman and reset it and you know he, he carried that all the way into the nba that confidence is the same and and his love of the game is the same and both of those things shine through when you see him playing at the, for the nuggets at, at the professional level and and just you know earned the trust of teammates you know Mm -hmm. he he, he's still not you know a built guy i mean he's not bulky like uh lebron some other guys uh, but man he defends well hits big shots uh very efficient with the basketball uh yeah it's a lot of fun to to see him out there helping the Nuggets on their kind of, uh, you know, not a miracle run, but a pretty unlikely one given what they were seeded and and, uh, what they faced uh, in both their series and coming back.
1: Absolutely. All right. I'm sure that both of us will be locked into that one as many other Cyclone fans here uh, about an hour out from tip on TNT. All right, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time and um, we'll talk to you again Saturday afternoon after the game. All right.
6: absolutely great to join you pal
1: yeah for sure all right thanks everybody for tuning in to another edition of the cyclone fanatic radio show thanks to chris williams tim mullen and brent bloom uh, for helping us out there during the second segment and then of course thanks to drew davison from the fort worth star telegram for giving us his expertise on the tcu horn frogs we will be right back here next thursday from six to seven same time uh, In the same place, on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now 106.3 FM.